You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 50. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there. My name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. Allow me to begin by celebrating the 50th episode of this podcast. What a milestone. When I started this podcast almost two years ago, I had no idea it would grow into the phenomenon it is now. A big thank you to all my listeners. I'm honored that you've been spending so much time with me over the past two years. In this episode, I promised to talk about a subject that Steve Bloom and I brought up at the end of his interview with me. We talked about the part of your brain that generates negative thoughts. Some people call it the ego. Others call it the monkey mind or the coconut. I tend to call it the internal critic. Whatever name you give it, there is a part of your brain that seems to feel the need to make you feel bad and fill your head with negative thoughts. Ironically, it tends to come out most often when you're trying to pursue your dreams. Why does your brain do this, and how can you overcome it? That's exactly what I'm going to talk about in this episode. And now, the feature segment. If you're anything like me, there's a little voice in your head that from time to time feels the need to tell you how badly you're doing. It brings up all your faults and foibles and rubs your nose in all your shortcomings, as if that might somehow make you shape up, change your behavior, and convince you to act in a way that this little voice would prefer. I like to call this annoying voice the internal critic. And let me begin by saying that the internal critic usually has the best of intentions. It thinks it's going to turn you into a more respectable or successful person with tough love. It actually thinks it's helping you by pointing out all of your mistakes, so you'll be sure never to make them again. However, rather than this being motivating, more often than not our internal critic simply paralyzes us. We become so scared of pursuing something, or so afraid of making a mistake, that we don't stride confidently in the direction of our dreams. Recently, I came across a quote that I found incredibly helpful in overcoming this internal critic. The quote comes from the famous motivational speaker and success coach, Anthony Robbins. Tony once said, People are not lazy. They simply have impotent goals. That is, goals that do not inspire them. My internal critic often wants to criticize me for being lazy. You may have experienced this yourself. You have a dream you'd like to achieve, and so you set a goal, like becoming a voice actor. Then, somehow, things get in the way. You get tired, distracted, and discouraged. You feel like time is passing, and you're not getting any closer to your goal. You start to become disheartened and depressed. When this would happen to me, I always thought that the way to get going again was to let my internal critic chastise me. I'd allow it to berate me for being lazy. My internal critic would then beat up on me further, 
telling me all the things I was doing wrong until the pain was too much for me to bear. Once I reached that breaking point, I would finally get up and do something. Unfortunately, I was usually only taking action to relieve the pain of being yelled at by my internal critic, not because I was truly inspired to achieve my dream. Taking action only to relieve pain is never genuinely productive, because when someone is upset, they very seldom have access to the inspiration that comes when they are enthusiastic or excited about something. The internal critic tends to be short-sighted and unimaginative, and if it's driving the bus, it's almost guaranteed that it's going to be going in circles. Sure, things might get accomplished, but they won't be done well, and they'll have the vibe of desperation infused into them. In my experience, I have found that yelling at myself not only doesn't get me the results I want artistically, it also makes the journey towards any goal I might have miserable and discouraging. And if there's one thing that almost always leads to failure, it's being demoralized. After all, why should you have to force yourself towards your dreams? If you've ever had a similar experience, you might ask yourself, why would your own mind do this? What does your internal critic hope to accomplish by acting in this way? As I said at the end of the previous episode, your internal critic is like a traffic cop. It's simply following orders. And depending on how you word your goals, it will use your own orders to keep you in line. For instance, if your goal is, I want to be a voice actor, the internal critic will point out all the parts of that goal you have not achieved, thinking it can force you to achieve them. Like most traffic cops, it only speaks up when you're doing something wrong, not when you're doing something right. But you can't expect a critic to encourage you. It's not in their nature. The solution to the problem is to rephrase your goal so that your internal critic can help you rather than thwart you. That's where Tony's quote comes in. People are not lazy, they simply have impotent goals. That is, goals that do not inspire them. When I first read Tony's quote, I suddenly realized that I was phrasing my goals in such a way that they did not inspire me. So I decided to come up with some more inspiring goals. Goals that would make the journey towards their achievement more enjoyable. By re-articulating my goals in a more detailed way and connecting them with a positive emotion, I realized that I didn't need my internal critic to berate me towards my desires. Once my goals were rephrased, I felt inspired to work on the dream I had imagined for myself. For example, if your goal is to become a voice actor, that might be a little too general. You may feel that you need to take many steps and do a lot of work in order to make that happen. Your internal critic will probably start making long lists of things you need to do to achieve your goal and noticing how many of them you haven't accomplished yet. This may make the goal seem very far away and difficult to achieve, especially if you're just starting out. You may lose heart. Instead, try articulating your goal in a different way taking special care to include the good feelings you will have while working towards it. Instead of making your goal to become a voice actor, which might feel distant and difficult, make your immediate goal to enjoy myself playing characters in whatever project I'm working on. Or to anticipate my satisfaction working on animation and video game projects that thrill me. Or 
to be eager to work with artists I admire and who challenge me to achieve greater artistry. Or even to feel proud of creating performances that I can share with others. Then let your internal critic go to work on some of these goals. You'll be surprised at the results. For instance, wouldn't it be nice to hear your internal critic ask, Are you enjoying yourself playing characters? Or, Are you having fun collaborating with others? Or even, How inspired are you today? What a fantastic thing that would be to hear from a traffic cop. If you word your goals in ways that are uplifting to you, you'll suddenly find that your internal critic is no longer scolding you, but rather, it's trying to make sure you're doing what it takes to feel good as you move towards your dreams. Whatever your goal may be, if you make it specific and tie in some emotional reward, you'll find that inspiration takes over, and the internal critic will transform from a roadblock into your personal assistant. You'll find yourself more eager to approach your goals and to work on them, because it won't feel so much like work anymore. I'd like to give a big thank you to all my listeners, whether this is your first episode or you've been with me from the beginning. If you've enjoyed these 50 podcasts, I would so appreciate you giving me a positive review on iTunes. I'll explain how to write an iTunes review in the blog post associated with this podcast on voiceactingmastery.com. Thanks again, and I'm looking forward to another 50 episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.